Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. I think it's time to blow this scene, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, it's jammed. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. The dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Rise, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences podcast, the dental advice show. I'm Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Had a little late, late night last night, Lance. Late night yeah, last did. night, Lance. That's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, try that three more times. Um, we were going to record last night, Lance. Uh-huh. Uh, you texted me, at, I don't know what, like 8 o'clock Central Time, something like that? Something, yeah. You're like, hey, tonight's good? And uh, question mark. And I responded with a photo of the emergency pet clinic, <laughs> which is where I was. Uh-huh. Because Graham had gotten onto the counter. And got into all the boxes of chocolate that Andrea bought for her team. Oh, God. And had eaten, I don't know, somewhere between, somewhere around a pound of chocolate. Some of it dark, some of it regular. Don't know how much of which. Wow. Just fucking truffles spread all over the floor. (laughs) I'm serious. It was was like, it was like an Oompa Loompa exploded. (laughs) And it was just like the truffles that make him up were just everywhere. This, uh, this was all like handmade Belgian chocolate from my friends Nacho y Susana at the Lise Chocolatier. We had just got that day and had to run to the grocery store and forgot to uh, move those off the counter and came uh, home. And so tried to give Graham hydrogen peroxide, which this has happened several times. Oh, really? So tried to give him hydrogen peroxide. He knows the deal. He like won't swallow it. And it's, we got like two or three Monajek syringes down him, but it's just, it doesn't do anything. Like we've, it, it's, and it's just a fight. So I just know like, Hey, and so I, I know at some point, like I need to do something else. So I, they have a calculator online that you can like put in how much does your dog weigh, how much chocolate, what kind of chocolate, and then tells you like, are you c- cool or not? When we had Great Danes, Abby had gotten into two pounds of Rolos, and she ate two pounds of Rolos. Wow. But because she's a Great Dane, and it was milk chocolate, like she could eat like 10 pounds of that shit and be, be oh, fine. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Dark chocolate's the problem. Um, and, okay. and, and the more dark chocolate they get, the, and the smaller the dog is. And so Graham is mm. 60 pounds, not 120 pounds. And had dark chocolate instead of milk. And so it was like, yeah, you need, the calculator was like, yeah, you need to go. So oh, okay. went to the emergency clinic. I told them what happened. They're like, okay, cool. We're going to induce vomiting. I signed a consent form. I was like, wow, this is sweet. Like, this is going to be in and out. So then about 30 minutes later, I get a call from the vet. Because they make you, like, wait in the car, which is fine. Like, okay. you know, it's it, like, seems a little uh, spring of 2020 COVID. Right. <laughs> like, wait yeah. in the car, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he calls and he goes over all the stuff and I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like, all right, well, we're going to give him some fluids and we're going to give him some charcoal to like soak up whatever else, whatever else toxins might be around there. Um, and then we'll have him right out to you. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he's like, it'll probably be about two or three hours. <laughs> right out. Your definition yeah, of right out is yeah, far different than my definition. Wow, my definition okay. of right out is uh, five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. So... So I just chilled there for the next three hours. They finally called me about 1.30 a.m. that he was done and ready. He comes out. He's fucking covered in charcoal. Just cut. He's a yellow dog. He's just cur- His face is black with charcoal. So I get him home and I'm like. Was that on purpose? I mean, is they- well, it's yeah, they like, I guess they just like pour it down his throat or whatever. And he, you know, it just gets everywhere. Okay. So the first thing he came in, first thing he did when he got home was he went to go drink and the water bowl was black <laughs> when he was done drinking. <laughs> oh, so I was like, I, it's two o'clock in the morning and I have to give my fucking dog a bath because we have like light furniture and right. there's going to be charcoal. Ever, like, so I have to give him a bath. He's not yeah. the easiest dog to bathe. So I had to like, so it was like 2.45 before I went to bed. Couldn't you just throw him in the pool? <sighs> <laughs> Maybe, but he's actually a pretty good swimmer and he keeps his head above water. And so like, I'd have to dunk him underwater because the vast majority of it was on his head. It was okay. like his muzzle was black. Wow. 
And so I got him into the bath and got him bathed and all that. And then I had to dry him, which is not easy to do. Um, so fi- finally got to about like 245, three. Um, and then stupidly had to get up and work today. <laughs> so uh, dumb. And I look uh, back in retrospect, like what I did today. Uh-huh. It was like, it's just stupid bullshit. One of, one of which was like fixing uh, a patient who has an all on four uh, provisional that I did not do that was done by like the military base here, but I'm doing the final on. Okay. She blasted, she bit into an apple and broke her central off of it and then said, well, the central's already broke, so I guess I might as well just take another bite of the apple and then broke her lateral and canine off in the second bite. Oh, God. Is this so, the old-fashioned way where it was basically a denture? It's uh, acrylic. So, yeah. Yeah, all the little individual teeth. Yep. So fortunately, okay. I had I had some of that light-cured ERA pickup material. Yeah. And all of it fit back together, but it was kind of like a Jenga puzzle, you know, where it was like sure. you had to put the canine in first, in the right and then order. if you put the yeah. lateral in. Yeah. And so I like bonded it all back together. And I was like, lady, this may last you three seconds. This may last you three years. I don't, but if you bite into an apple, I swear to God, like this is yeah. not for chewing on everything with a knife and fork, everything on the right side. And yeah. so just like to be able to offer her something was better than nothing. But like, thank God I had that like light cured pink ERA oh, pickup yeah. material that has that like stern gold bond that will actually bond pieces of acrylic together. Uh-huh. Um, and that stuff worked pretty well. Better what than I've like... Done, tr- one thing I've done that um, I had a person who just kept doing it over and over. So I actually, once I got a Jenga back together, I did a suck down over it and then just drilled holes to be able to screw it back on and just said, look, yeah. you're not going to be able, it's going to feel terrible, but your shit won't break. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've discluded them. So they should oh, yeah, be yeah. including on anything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, that was a fun day on like two and a half hours sleep. Yeah. So. I was going to say, what, yeah, I was going to say how many hours you got an hour and a half too. Yeah. Like two hours oh, of sleep. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Not, not fun. Not fun. Um, hey, um, we've talked Christmas movies on this podcast before. And yeah. we've only, we've watched a couple here. I've kind of, Andre's watched them like I've been working on other stuff or whatever. Um, oh my God. They're making me do all the Hallmark shit. Oh, um, I see. I can't do the Hallmarks. I'm, I'm on Facebook the whole time. Yeah. Because I'm watching shit that I'm like, why the fuck is this even made? Those are all written, like somebody writes all of those like on a toilet, right? Like yeah, those yeah. are, those are like the, the scripts to those are written in 34 minutes. Like it takes longer to watch the movie than it does to write those scripts, right? They're yeah. all terrible. It has to be. Do you remember? Um, They used to have these things, like, I remember in the 90s, they had a Beavis and Butthead one that was, like, a book that had this, like, little remote that came with it that would make all the Beavis and Butthead sounds. And so you could, like, read through the book, and, like, you would hit the button to make, like, that, (laughs) you know, that, like, whatever. But it had all the sounds. I feel like you could make one of those for a Hallmark movie, like, uh, Widower, and... uh, 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 alone at Christmas and uh, uh, just lost their job and like just a bunch of those buttons and you just hit them in the right yeah. combination and it spits out a Hallmark movie. Oh, it- Jesus. Last night was, uh, it was, some of these, are, they're old. Um, this was like five years ago. It was called The Christmas Calendar and it was a, <laughs> one girl's a baker and across the street, this this French guy is now the 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 baker for the Gosh, I'm kind of into this street. now though. You know how I am about baking. I'm, I'm sort of into this now. <laughs> I'm going to check that one out. Is that on iTunes? Uh, probably. Uh, it, <laughs> oh God! And the guy's French accent. The thing about so the bad. Christmas calendar is like it's on December twenty fifth. It's the movie over. It's on December twenty yeah. fifth. <laughs> no, she had some magical advent calendar or something. No, that was a different one. They're both two advent <laughs> two advent calendar movies this year. Uh, one was magical. The other one was just a a, a regular uh, one. Yeah. It, but his grandmother, her grandmother made it or something. I am Stupid. horrible at advent calendars. I did not grow up with advent calendars because it wasn't, <laughs> I think that's a Catholic thing. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I So people will give me advent calendars as gifts. So I have a Lego Harry Potter advent calendar from like okay. three years ago that has not been uh-huh. opened. I've got a, a Playmobil Back to the Future advent calendar that has <laughs> okay. not been opened. And I think I have a regular Lego advent calendar that has not been. So I have like years of advent calendars that are yeah. 
in the laundry room, unopened, like on a top shelf. They're just like, oh, no, I'm going to do it next year. Because I don't remember uh-huh. like a December 7th. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. I'm like, yeah, I'm missed sh- shit, I missed six days. Like, I'll, j- I'll just save it for next year. And then next year comes and yeah. I, do- I don't do it. Yeah, we, the closest we came, we had one was like I think my mom made it. It was with felt. It was a Christmas tree and it had different felt ornaments. And each day I would take an ornament and put it on. And then by the Christmas Eve, we had the tree decorated. So that's the closest we, I grew up with anything Advent. I first time I got a real one, I ate all the chocolate in a day. And went, on oh, the that first day, that's a good a power move. <laughs> power move. Uh, I need one that has drugs on it, like, ooh. and I need it to be. There needs to be some thought to it because, so like, I, I would say like this week, you know, the week leading up to Christmas, I need benzos in there. You know, like give me a day okay. of Clonopin, give me a uh-huh. day of Xanax, give me a day of Valium. Um, but like earlier on in the cycle, like I need to get some shit done. So I'm going to need some like uppers, you know? Sure. I'm yeah. going to need like, um, you know, like some Addies or some Benzedrines or something like that. Okay. There may be sometimes I need some opiates, you know, um, and maybe just a spleef, maybe just a one, one of the one of the Advent things, one of the days is just a big a big hog's leg, big Sounds rolled up right. hog's leg. Um, okay. I think that's Do a that good on, idea. On Krampus Day on uh, December sixth. Go ahead and get the. Is get that the Krampus. Krampus Day, December sixth? I think so. Um, Krampus is a little weird. That's yeah, it's German, sure. which is <laughs> makes sense. Uh, we watched. Uh, what I would say is, I, I mean, I don't know. There, there are some good. There are some good Christmas movies. We've debated Die Hard on here, um, but from a uh-huh. more traditional standpoint, I would say Love Actually um, is is one of the better Christmas movies. Mainly just because it's a pretty good movie that happens to happen around Christmas, mm-hmm. and the way all the stories weave together. But we did watch it last weekend, and I, I have some fucking thoughts about this movie that I hadn't thought about before. Okay. When was the last time you saw it? It was, it was. I want to say two weeks ago. Okay, so, so you're relatively fresh. Fairly recent, yeah. Okay, all right. So I'm, ju- I'm just kind of, kind of go through like some of the relate because that's it's all just like these different relationships, right? Right, right. There's a couple relationships that kind of I don't give a fuck about. One of them is like Martin Freeman, the the, <laughs> the, the stand-ins, <laughs> the porn stand-ins. Uh huh. There's kind of nothing that happens there other than just they're yeah. naked. That's it. There's nothing going on. It, it was like a single joke that they drew out for the entire movie. And it really just could have been a one scene. Yeah, it's kind of like one Hogan. scene gag. And then like, yeah. but that's just like, I, I don't, you don't really ever get to know them other than like, oh, that's awkward. That's funny. Oh, they're yeah. going to go like, he's already seen her naked, you know? Mm-hmm. I think they're in the porn industry. Like, I'm pretty sure they're just boning like at, like in the green room or whatever on day one of the shoot, right? Right. So that one, I'm kind of out on that one. Okay. Um, are you do you are you okay with that? I I do love Martin yeah, yeah. Freeman, great actor. I mean, so I'm I hate a big to, fan, but yeah, yeah. It was uh, was that like one of his earlier roles? It has to be, yeah. Because I want to say he's been in the industry for a really long time, but I don't think that movie's that old. That's like '99. No, okay. it's it's well, no, it has to be. It's got to be pre twenty. It's got to be pre nine eleven, right? Cause we're gonna get to some nine eleven okay. shit in this movie. Because I no, because they mentioned the towers. Yeah, they say I, they I said say it's like oh six, wasn't? Um... It's two thousand three. Because he does okay. say at the like the narrator, which is um, um, I was gonna say Hugh Jackman, but it's uh, <laughs> it's the fucking uh, the guy that slept with the prostitute. Um, Hugh Grant. It's Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. He says so, like windows. Planes flew into the towers. There were no messages of hate left on voicemails. Like so, so yeah. So it's after. Okay. Two, two, it's two thousand three. Um, Martin Freeman. What is he doing? Kind of in retrospect, kind of the biggest star in the movie. No, Hugh Grant for sure was. <sighs> Martin Freeman. Huge, and huge fucking S- Snape was already Black Panther, Hobbit, Sherlock Holmes. That's all Man. after. Uh, no, I'm saying, but now I'm saying oh. now. Oh. In retrospect, he's the he's the oh. biggest star from the movie. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Martin Freeman was... been going at it hard since 1997. Mm-hmm. He was on a TV series called The Bill, where he played Craig Parnell. Oh. Um. So I don't that that relationship. Eh, kind of out on. Yeah. Um. Second relationship. Not really a relationship per se, but the the 
uh, I am Colin Frizzle Sex Machine, that guy. The guy that goes to Wisconsin. Oh, that guy, yeah. I mean, it's like, all right. And the rumor is he, he like, donated his paycheck saying, are you kidding me? I got to see all these women get naked all over yeah, and over? Not bad. Um, pretty solid um, pretty solid cast of, of young ladies in that yeah. uh, for him, the ones that he meets in Wisconsin. One of them, January Jones, which was uh, Don Draper's wife That's in right. um, Mad uh, Men. Um, and then other ones that, like, you know from other places – Mm-hmm. Uh, that you've seen in like those movies around that time. Um, yeah, the American Pie chick, Shannon. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the chick from um, 24, the daughter. Um, yes. Is it Eliza Dushku, maybe? No, Eliza Dushku was from Buffy and she's dark haired. Um, we got uh, Ivana. Alicia Cuthbert. Alicia Cuthbert. Alicia Cuthbert and, and uh, Ivana Milosevic. And then you got January Jones. And- well, and also uh, Denise Richardson. Oh, just no, she came off the plane at the very end. Yeah, she comes later. She that's comes right. later. Uh, yeah, Denise Richards. Yep. Uh, so at that story, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah. Uh, kind of out. Um, okay, so let, let's go to this one. Um, Laura Lenny and, and Carl. <laughs> yeah. So, so she's in love with this guy. And she has a, like, she has a chance with him, right? She's, uh-huh. They're like in bed. Uh, wearing underwear. She doesn't have a chance. She's she's on him. She's there. She's home. Right. She's <laughs> rounding third. Yeah. And like, is there anybody on the face of the earth that doesn't just ignore that phone call? Right. That was our point. You ignore. You don't pick up. She's There's, not going to pick up, especially twice. Yeah. I mean, my my folks are ill and they could die any moment. I'm still not picking up. If you're mid coitus, you're not picking up the phone. Nope. Carl, I Carl you looks got the vinegar strokes. You are yeah. not. Carl looks like um, maybe like he's from Lisbon. Like he, he's certainly not English. No, no. He's too dark. He's he's maybe Portuguese, maybe Spanish. That works. Mm-hmm. You know he's not spending the night. He's not a cut. Carl's not a cuddler. He doesn't cuddle. Look, no. he's. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He's got a shirt off. He's looking great. The hair's looking good. He doesn't. Car, guys like that don't cuddle. No, no, no. So so you know he's. It's going to be four and a half minutes of hitting it, and then she can call her brother back. Right. Four minutes. Three and a half. Damn. <laughs> They've been drinking that night, though. There's like Christmas oh, party night. There you go. Okay. Um, I just there's no way that that she answers that phone. It just it never. Nope. Never in a million years does she answer the phone. Okay, so that's my piece on that. Um, the two the the rock star guy and his manager. Oh yeah, Phil Knight, Bill Nye and uh, his manager. Yeah. Are are they are they gay? No, is that platonic? That was a beautiful. Is that platonic, what it is? Yeah, where you can have man love but not be gay for him. Because that's he when he he's does like, I love you. Say like you're the love of my life. Yeah, yeah. Which like I mean, no offense, Lance. Like like you know you know how I feel about you, but I'm never right. going to tell you that you're the love of my life. <laughs> well, not at age forty, but at, by age seventy, you might realize that I am your one true love. A lot of fucking cocaine. It's gonna. It's <laughs> mountains of cocaine is what it's gonna take to get. To well, that I didn't point. say it wouldn't be not drug induced. <laughs> There's that um, that fucking advent calendar, you know. Uh huh. That advent calendar is is the line the of deal. blow a day. It's 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 what's for dinner. Um. All right, Jamie and Aurelia. So this is Colin Firth. Firth, yeah. And I, uh, Aurelia. Yeah. <laughs> <Whoever> she, <laughs> the car- the maid. But he's basically yeah. like he's, if he wants to he wants to have sex with his maid, right. which is fine. Fine, no big deal. You know, right. I mean, like I've I've seen those uh, documentary videos before on uh-huh. Pornhub about about just such experiences. Those the, those videos normally do not end though. With a proposition for marriage in a Portuguese restaurant, they usually end in a, a bigger mess that needs to be cleaned up. <laughs> um, I the, I guess the point of this one is like love transcends language. Okay. I, my, here's my concern: when you don't speak the language of the person that you fall in love with, like then, then it shows he goes to get like Portuguese lessons, you know, mm-hmm. right? 
what if it turns out that like she's like super alt right or something like that, or she's like <laughs> super anti Semitic, and he just hadn't learned like those words yet. Right. Like he hasn't learned like <laughs> the different Portuguese uh, racial epithets until yeah. later on. And it's like, oh, holy shit, she's outrageously racist. And I well, didn't know because we didn't speak the same language, and now we're married. Yeah, I think that's how. Um, was it Kenny Chesney got divorced <laughs> because of fraud? You know, they annulled it, so he's able to just no harm, no foul. I I feel I, I'm not saying that they should not pursue their love. I'm just saying maybe they should have a conversation, like alone, mm. when they're both pretty fluent in the same language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just to make sure like their values are aligned. I could see that as as certainly beneficial, yeah. And this is is this is because he's married at the beginning, right? And then she's che- his wife cheats on him with yeah the, with his, his brother. brother. Yeah, I mean, so we're already on we're already on wedding two. We're already on the second marriage with this, and and we're starting in a little dicey place here. Just we're just proposing to some woman who. We hung out with a few times, yeah, and we don't speak the same language, and she's from another country. It does seem like a leap. If that's your thing, just get a mail-order bride. Oh, that sounds nice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know if they come from Portugal. That's the thing. I guess if you like have a hard-on for Portuguese, then then maybe, but... Yeah, that might be tougher. But, you know... I mean, for that picky, yeah, I might need to. <laughs> I guess you take what you what you can find. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I I did like the scene where um, the, all the all the book pages blow in into the water, right? And, and he's writing a book on like a typewriter. This fucking movie takes place in two thousand and three, right? Exactly. He doesn't have a MacBook in two thousand three that he's writing on. Oh, he's old school. Remember, he just likes to use Trish. No. Uh, he already learned his fucking lesson when half the book yeah. is gone. Although, although that would be a great gag to try to get her in her underwear if they're just if they were just blank pages, you know? Nice. And it's just like this the, is all just an uh, orchestration. The ultimate long con. Where- <laughs> that is a very that is a hail mary pass. Of I feel like there would be more reliable ways. Like yeah. a like a, a hidden camera or something like that in the bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to this uh-huh. intricately laid plot of of her <laughs> jumping into the cold lake. Uh huh. Um. All right. Let's jump ahead. So so I, I'm reading this thing online that says, um, Daniel and Sam. So that's Liam Neeson and then um the kid uh yeah. who was went on to become or went on to be in um. Game of, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. He was also the voice stuff. of uh, Ferb and Phineas and Ferb. I did not know that. Yeah, he only had like two lines the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Tough luck. <laughs> when you're a title character, and you uh-huh. have two lines. Um, so it says here, and I didn't. I don't remember this. So Sam is the kid. Daniel uh-huh. is the is Liam Neeson. It says okay. that Daniel is Sam's stepfather. Yeah, I don't remember that. Did it say that in the movie? Yeah, they right at the very beginning you realize that uh they weren't blood but but he he was his son to him and Okay. Uh, yeah. I I must have missed that because I thought I thought that was his son. Cuz the um, whole movie he's trying to give him advice to use on on the girl, right? Like how uh-huh. to, how to yeah. like impress this this girl yep. Joanna. And it's a lot of stuff of like, hey, you know, your mom and I used to do this or whatever. And that's kind of one thing if it's coming from like your dad talking about him and your mom. Mm-hmm. This is your, this is his stepdad. This is not his dad. And this guy's like, hey, Sam, <laughs> you want to know how I fucked your mom? Like, what? <laughs> it's weird. It's but much he, weirder now. But isn't it the same thing if it was his, his, his dad. Yeah, but it, it feels different when it's when it's like a when it's your, his actual father, as opposed to the stepdad. It's just like, hey, like I know you heard that bed squeaking like <laughs> down the hallway, and when we were dating, and we came in after that first date, and and you heard me tear it up. Let me tell you how I made that happen. The drums. Like I what? 
yeah. I feel it's weirder. You know, it's it's like it's every kid likes to hear about like, oh, how did you and dad meet or whatever. But like that's it. That's a because di- it happened before you were born, and that's like, why you're here. Yeah, you never want to hear about dad rearranging mom's guts. It's not. Well, the... yeah, but the stepdad rearranging mom's yeah. guts is weirder. <laughs> Even <laughs> in my opinion, it's weirder. I don't know. Okay, all right. I didn't I have a problem know. with it. Yeah. Um. I thought it was in There's no chance that he learns the drums. It was like it was like three yeah. weeks. Right. He went from not playing the drums at all. But still, how hard is it to play drums? I that I I, I think it's really hard. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Seems kind of easy to me. I get two pencils when I'm bored and I'm supposed to be studying, and I'm 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 a pretty good drummer. But it's it's you've got like the you've got the snare, you've got the thing you do with your feet. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, it's like one of those things where you got to like be able to like tap your head and rub your tummy at the same time. Yeah, but like about five minutes things. later, you got it. Well, but I, <laughs> so at some point he had to sign up for this, right? Uh-huh. And like the sign up to become drummer isn't three days before the thing. It happens weeks before the thing. Yeah, but he could have also made the, uh, the drummer number one have an unfortunate accident just yeah, in time he, for him to... Come on! Could have given him the Rona. That would have been the thing. Mm-hmm. If it were now, like, oh, the fucking drummer popped a positive. He's, yeah, he's got he's got the cron. He's in the protocol. And now we step up. But when he signed up to be the drummer, he had no idea how to drum. That's true. It's fuck, massive balls on this kid. Oh yeah, massive balls. Crazy. Um. All right, so that's Daniel and Sam. Uh, I'm saving that one for the end. Okay, we got to talk about Chuatel Ojiafor, Kira oh. Knightley, and then the fucking sheriff from, from The Walking Dead. <laughs> uh huh. Come on, Carl. No, this is it. Carl? No, it's yeah, Mark. But, it's yeah, but Carl's the same. Oh, on the, okay. You're, now I'm getting confused <laughs> with the other Carl that's in this movie. Okay. <laughs> so, so Mark and Peter are best friends. Or are they? Except that Mark really <laughs> wants to fuck Peter's wife. <laughs> uh-huh. Which I mean, we've all got know, those friends that's got a wife they like to hit, but But we not don't like do my anything. best friend. <laughs> no. You might keep that to yourself, but you you don't Yeah. Make cards. I yeah. I I don't that's so the whole conceit of this is that, first off, that he treats her like shit. That uh-huh. that Rick Grimes te- treats Kira Knightley like garbage, and she thinks that it's because he doesn't like her, mm-hmm. and it's it's it, him and his friend are boys, right? And nobody's right. good enough for his boy, right? That's not how that would ever go down. It would be the exact opposite of like he'd be hanging out all the time. He'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, can I come over and like. You know, help you guys with your home renovation project. It would be a bunch of shit like that. He'd be around all the time. Mm-hmm. At least I, I, I just don't think he would try. The, I it, try the, um, you know, l- let me just make her think that that I don't like her move. Unless he just didn't trust himself that if he ever came over, but then to- with the, like he comes with these fucking signs. <laughs> Yeah, and then out of nowhere you pull that. And then what happens when the fucking guy what if what if Peter answers the door? Exactly. You're gonna run through those signs for Peter? Yeah. To me, you are perfect. <laughs> and they, they just start making out on the doorstep. And then she kisses him. Yeah, that and then there's that. What the fuck was she thinking? That's stupid. I I just feel like you have to if if you're if you're the wife and you just got married and you're Brand new husband, like two weeks ago. His best friend comes to the door and tries to fuck you. You can't kiss him. I I see. I think that was uh, poorly thought. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bad idea. I mean, some mixed signals here and. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's weird, although. And so and it's like, OK, now now he does this and she kisses him. She gives him like a little peck on the lips and he's like, all right, now I can be done with this. 
Dude, that, that's that, not how that works. Yeah, that is not closure. This is once once the once the kraken is released, it uh-huh. generally does not just go like right back. Uh huh. Into he's now, the hole. He's now trying to figure out how he can kill his best friend. Yeah. Yes. Or just <laughs> hook up behind his back all the time, just as or much that. as possible. They're just texting all the time. They're Snapchatting, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. It's not like the one peck on the cheek, and like, okay, I've I did what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this fictional, fictional movie is not based in reality is what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. The second to the last, and we're 30 minutes in. This okay. is going to be the whole episode. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, Hugh Grant and Monica Lewinsky, which is very apparently <laughs> that's exactly what that was, right? I mean, uh-huh. they even have her wearing a beret at some point yeah. in the deal. Yeah, she looks just like Monica Lewinsky. She's way better looking than Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, but it's it's like the very it's the type. It's very on oh, yeah. type, right? Oh yeah, the, mm-hmm. the like thick girl, sure. brunette, um, works in in the I don't, whatever the uh, ten Downing Street. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Sure, uh, works with the prime minister. <laughs> There's like the long lead up and then like he reassigns her, which actually is shit that happened with Monica Lewinsky. Like Clinton had her reassigned to like some other place. Mm -hmm. That's all shit that happened. Except after Clinton fucked her. This is just like they flirted for a while and then he transferred around like nothing. Like that's not how fucking politicians work. Exactly. He would have been railing her on the desk on day one of moving into the fucking prime minister's house. And that's just it. Like, they're just hooking up all the well, time. That's what you do. I mean, I think it's part of the Constitution. <laughs> do they have a Constitution? Uh, In the UK? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but I, I think, but like, this is, it's the secret, she's the secret hookup. Meanwhile, he's like actually dating a Spice Girl or some shit. You know, like the, right. the public facing th- mm-hmm. is he's, he's with a celebrity or something. Mm-hmm. That's how that would go down. And. I have no doubt that the president of the United States would try to fuck her too, and I think she probably would have done that. Oh yeah. So I like that that whole deal. Um, I, I just think you know, again, very like uh, assuming that politicians are more innocent than they are. Right. If right. we were doing this for real, if this were the real thing, it wouldn't have been her. It would have been a thirteen-year-old that flew over on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. That's right. That would have been like the meat cute, you know, that that mm-hmm. the that the prime minister would have fucking had these sick yep. British politicians. Um and the next thing you know, Ghislaine Maxwell's all over the place. Coordinating things, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I find wild is that there's another character in the movie that is related to the prime minister and it never fucking gets mentioned except for like once. And they have all these scenes inside of Emma Thompson's house. Uh-huh. And there's fucking no mention of the fact that her brother is yeah. the leader of the country. Is well, the, they, like basically the president of the United States. They were saving it for the very end when you realize, oh my gosh, everybody's intertwined and related. That's right. six degrees of but separation. But it's just like she's having all these conversations about school plays and Joni uh-huh. Mitchell. And there's never once the conversation of like, huh? Yeah, my fucking brother took over as the leader of the country today. Yeah. Never. It's, it doesn't even come up. There's not a picture of him around. It's yeah. not like uh, there, there's no like, uh, you know, like a family photo of them, like where they, they went to uh, uh, Martha's Vineyard with the Obamas, you know, three yeah. years before. Like They buried the lead. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Christmas octopus or whatever it is, or the Christmas lobster or whatever. Tons of talk about Christmas lobster. Zero talk about the the brother who's prime minister, which is actually kind of how I feel it would happen in my house. Because it doesn't matter what the fuck I do, like what Uh heights I achieve, it's Uh like it ain't shit. Like when I'm around my siblings, they they don't give a fuck. Yeah. (laughs) And that, so that I like, actually, this might actually be an insight into my family. But I do feel like, if if I was elected president of the United States and like the day that I was inaugurated, my sister and her husband were more focused on the fact that my niece had to be a Christmas lobster and they needed to build this fucking outfit 
than me being inaugurated as president of the United States, I would feel insulted. Yeah. Uh, now, I this is the one that I know you want to talk about. Okay. We got to talk about Emma Claudia Thompson Schiffer. and uh, oh, well, we can get into Claudia Schiffer. <laughs> no. We got to talk about Emma Thompson okay. and fucking Severus Snape, Alan Rickman, uh-huh. uh, Hans Gruber, whichever way you want to go. Uh-huh. Um, I know you have thoughts on this because you posted about this uh, about a week and a half ago. <laughs> uh huh. So you say your piece, and I'll say mine. Well, I was just saying if you if you really want to have it tightly packaged and perfect, you watch Love Actually first. And then see Emma Thompson get her heart broken. And then you watch Die Hard, so you see him get killed uh, as revenge for what he did to Emma. Who's worse? Who's worse? International terrorist Hans Gruber, um, child abuser Severus Snape, or uh, Harry, who cheats on Emma Thompson? To you, which one? Who's the worst person in that? Probably Snape. <laughs> <laughs> he was such a dick to Harry. <laughs> um, he blew that guy's head off, so I guess that uh, and uh, Hans Gruber did that. So maybe uh, that's not so nice. I. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stand I'm gonna stand a little bit for Harry here for okay. for my guy Alan Rickman in this movie. Okay. He never actually cheated. There was never any like physical intimacy between him and Chloe. Yeah, what his secretary, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, do we know that he didn't cheat? Well, they never show it. Okay, and he's pretty aloof. It's like she literally has to like Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct in front of him <laughs> for him to kind of get the hint that she's into him. But was that after? <laughs> I mean, what what else don't we know? Because you're not buying jewelry like that for well, someone. Well, that's, that's my whole thing. He buys her this gold necklace, uh-huh. and we get the great scene with Mr. Bean where he's wrapping uh-huh. the fucking thing. Yep. I'm, if I'm buying a gold necklace, it's I've at least gotten oral. Exactly. So he's buying this gold necklace off of flirting. No, I think he's buying a gold necklace because she's so swallowed. You, Okay, so you think they've already hooked up. Yeah. And I just think he's a loser. Okay. <laughs> this is like this is like high school shit, kind yeah, of. Yeah, for sure. Where it's like, it's coming up on Valentine's Day, and there's like a girl in your class who you like, who like borrowed a pencil from you, or you borrowed a pencil from her, or one or the uh-huh. other. Yeah. And so you buy something like way over the top for Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's like way not that stage of your relationship appropriate, this right. is what he did. Okay. This I can is see exactly that. what he did. I can see that. Sure. Whereas like he should have bought her a pen, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe a nicer pen, a Caron Ash, or maybe like yeah. a, a low-end Mont Blanc or something like that. Sure. Like that's like, it's jewelry adjacent, but he's also, she's also his admin, so it makes sense. Like, it makes sense to have an admin have something admin related. It would be... Yeah under the radar if the wife saw it because it right yeah yeah it's a pen right yeah the the necklace itself first off his shopping was like the first thing he sees how much is that it's 200 pounds cool i'll take it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so and i understand he didn't have a lot of time but it was literally the first thing he pointed to not a great looking necklace Uh uh-huh not like i don't know what emma thompson is so like Kind of bullet dodged, a little bit of bullet dodge because you would have had to have worn that necklace. Yeah. It was not a great necklace. And I just feel, first off, that more needed to have happened for him to buy a, like, jewelry is it? Like, there has yeah. to, there has yeah. to be genital contact for, exactly. for You're proving a jewelry my point. Christmas gift. He's, they've had it. That's why he's. I think it. he's no. I think I just think he's a dork. I just think he's a dork, <laughs> and deserved to die by John McClane's <laughs> by, by getting shot out of a, of a fucking office building in Los Angeles. <laughs> you had it coming. You had it coming. Um, <laughs> it's it's even though we've spent thirty seven minutes <laughs> tearing it down, still a great still a great flick though. I still Absolutely. like it. I still sure. like it. Every Christmas. 
that's kind of what makes a great movie though is like you can just pick the nits on on all of these things yeah it was uh, 17 years later we're still talking about it so and it's yeah. I, we watch it every year yeah um and and uh it, it's just it's 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 just a great watch it's a, it's a great flick it's a great flick Lance this is an advice show <laughs> I don't think it is. We are 40 <laughs> minutes in to the show. Uh, we answer questions. Sometimes. Sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> Not today. We answer questions we find in all those neat little little Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We start to help Dennis and Dental team members with their own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. And we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? Fuck no. We don't, want a, we don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best Christmas movie? Because we all know that Christmas Calendar is the greatest <laughs> Christmas movie ever. <laughs> the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. They should do, instead of a British version of Love Actually, they should do a Mormon version of Love Actually. Ooh, that would really suck. And it's just, they're, it's just <laughs> all, they're all married to the same guy. And it's just all like... <laughs> It's just Warren Jeffs and just all of his various child brides. Uh huh. <laughs> Actually, that might not be a bad idea. May not be too bad. I think it was called Big Love. Is I think they've yeah. already done that, and it was Bill Pullman yeah. or Bill Paxton, one of the two. Uh, and it was Paxton, like six yeah. series, six seasons on HBO. Yeah. Uh, question one, <laughs> and quite frankly. If you hadn't gathered by the fact that we are 41 minutes into the show, the only question we're doing tonight, uh, from the subreddit of dentistry, Reddit user Ickles100 asks, ungrateful patients, majority who do not even say thank you. Let me preface this by saying I am not a rude dentist. I don't fight with my patients. And oftentimes I even bend over backwards trying to help them. But I've noticed sometimes I don't even get a greeting when I walk in the operatory, let alone a thank you. On the contrary, my assistants get more love and gratitude. The patients open up to the assistants and generally have a convivial attitude. They tend to openly vent to the assistants, but are more reserved with me. I'm not sure if this is the nature and dynamics of their position v. mine. Additionally, sometimes it feels like there's a good cop, bad cop dynamic going on. I am always a bad cop. Uh, and God, that sounds so kinky. <laughs> and as soon as I leave the room, the patients are joking around uh, or bonding with my assistants. Overall, I would chalk it up to more comfort level. Like I said, I don't think I'm uniquely rude or off-putting. My assistants aren't any warmer than me either. <laughs> we could both hand a patient napkins and a glass of water, but they will definitely get a little bit of gratitude. Does anyone have similar patient experiences that make you question humanity? Well, I question humanity a lot anyway. Regardless of this, but well, they're setting the bar pretty low. Um, I don't fight with my patients. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) come on, fourteen rounds, you and me, we're in the strap on these gloves. Let's let's have some fisticuffs. I see. I don't know. I mean, um, it's one thing to not be rude, but it's another thing to to come in and be friendly and and talk with them about something other than dentistry before you get to business. If you're all business, then that's kind of how they're going to treat you. But yeah. if you actually take interest in them and, and you crack a joke and talk about their life for a few minutes, that goes a long way. Plus, it makes yeah. it less boring. So, I, some of this stuff is just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Right. It's like you're the one that gives the injection. You know what I mean? Like There's, you're the one, and I'm the one with the boat payment. So they're going to ask the patient, <laughs> the, the assistant later, "Do I really need this?" Or yeah. uh, so they're always going to identify with the assistant more because the assistant's far more approachable than you. Exactly, are. exactly. It's, I'll be. In, uh, I have. I have been shocked though about uh, not as much gratitude as I thought I would get from people in general. Um, yeah, but. You know, it also depends on the type of service as well. So the the routine things, ah, it's yeah, thanks, you yeah, know, Merry Christmas. But the bigger stuff, yeah. I, well, how, I mean, that, you, that's a good like good point. If I'm doing a buckle pit on 19, I don't expect the patient to like want to anoint my feet with fucking oil like exactly. like they're Mary Magdalene. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like uh-huh. it's fucking buckle pit. Like calm down. Yeah. Um, for the most part, 
I feel like when you do high value services and you meet a patient's expectations, they are very thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a great bottle of wine this week from a patient. Nice. They're like a single vineyard uh, Sonoma cab. Okay. Vivino'd it. 119 on Vivino. Okay. 4.9. So I'm excited to, to give that bad boy a try because I had made a house call to check on their like six year old who was having like a weird toothache thing. Like after I flew back home from Paris. Yeah. Um, the reason I made a house call is because they live around the fucking corner from me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to drive all over there, but like they thought yeah. that it was like the biggest thing. And yeah. Like, Bro, you live two minutes from me. <laughs> like, yeah. It's actually easier for me to come to your house. Yeah. Then it would be for me to meet you at the office. So yeah, but um, hey, you don't don't clarify it for him. You just accept well, it. yeah, I'm gonna I'm, <laughs> I'll keep that to myself while I'm consuming their 120 dollar bottle of wine. Uh huh. Um, I I don't pay your bills, show up on time, be cool. Yeah. That's the thanks I need. I don't I don't I, need you to to anoint my feet. Yeah, I'm not. That's not why I'm here. Exactly. I, I if you need that to be validated, then you maybe need to find a few other things to improve in your life as well. I'm, you know, I, I the thanks are nice, but I'm not going to lose any sleep on. Not I'm not going to lose sleep. O- yeah, exactly. I'm not going to lose sleep over that. Now I am going to lose sleep over the fact that I gave all of my team pretty sizable bonuses at Christmas in cash out of my pocket so that, so that I took the fucking tax hit on it. Not them. Uh huh. Got, I gave out whatever, seven or eight of them got one fucking thank you. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's like I'm. I'm more concerned with that than I am a patient who's like chatty with my assistant, but not with me. Uh-huh. You're fucking good. I don't want to fucking chat. <laughs> I want to numb you. I want to cut your teeth, and I yeah. want to move on. That's what I want to do. You want to yeah. fucking talk about Real Housewives? Like you and Tiana can yak on about fucking Real Housewives while I'm doing a hygiene check or prepping another crown next door. Like that's what they're fucking there for. Well, and to be honest, I'm actually, I'm somewhat jealous. So I have a relatively new assistant who's not that personable. And I'm like, no, go, go talk with the patient. Be friendly. Talk, find interests. Yeah. Write Just something chat down. Chat about shit, whatever. I don't care. Write something down so next time I can walk in the operatory and say, hey, how's the new job? Or how's the, the yeah, car? Yeah, your kid's, you know, uh, your kid's soccer game or whatever. You know, write that down That's for me because I'm going to forget. My team is, is, is really good about that shit. And they yeah. all have pretty good memories um, and like my assistant is like, I, one of my hygienists like will like invite people that she meets in the hygiene chair, like that are like her age and have kids to like their mommy group and shit like that. She's <laughs> like, is that okay? Like fucking yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Like make them your friends. If they're your friends, they're less likely to leave. Exactly. Exactly. When I do something to piss them off later on, or they have sensitivity <laughs> under the crown, I'm about to uh-huh. do them. So yeah, make friends. Like my assistant, like I, my assistant probably hugged. Four people goodbye today and said Merry Christmas that weren't even her patients, like that were people like being seen in hygiene. Yeah. Because they're like, they chatted up like while they're waiting to get numb and all that shit. Like, that's exactly what I want. That's what like, this is exactly what you want. You want them to take that shit off of you so that you don't have to be, that you don't have to perform. Like, I don't want to have to perform too many times, like other than that. Exactly. That I don't want to do that. I, I have, I, so I've, there's, I, I'm not going to blast names here. Uh, a dentist here in San Antonio, very, very, very much respect. Um, amazing dentist and amazing person and really great guy. And I was chatting with somebody who used to be his assistant and like was there for three weeks because she liked to talk to patients while they were getting numb and whatnot. And he was like, oh, this is according to her one-sided. She, he was like, no, like, these are my patients, not yours. And I'm the one that talks to them, whatever. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't want to do that. Yeah. You do that. I'm I... here to cut teeth and get paid. Uh-huh. I'm here to chew bubble gum, cut teeth, and get paid, and I'm all out of bubble gum. That's right. No, I, 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 I that's the first thing I ask in an interview is, you know, how are you and with developing a relationship, being friendly? They all lie and say, oh, I'm great. And then they, you know, you hire them, and then they don't say boo to the patient. You're like... God damn it. Talk to him. Yeah. You got to. You got to have the assistant that does that. You get, your hygienist has got to be that person. Yeah. Otherwise, gotta the, be friends the, with them. like the hygiene appointment's 15 minutes and they're like, yeah, I got nothing else to do. Get out. You're like, got to be longer yeah. than that. <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I don't care about getting thanks for a patient. 
Pay your bill, be on time, be cool. That's yeah. it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. I'm I'm thrilled if you do those three things. Yep. Same things is is just gravy on top, but I really don't care. Pay me, be mm-hmm. on time, yeah. and like don't be a pain in my ass. Yeah. All I ask for. You don't have to wash my feet. You don't have to, uh, you know, bring me gifts or bow down. I don't need any of that. I just want you to pay your bill. Yeah. I want you to be on time. And I want you to not be an asshole. Good luck. Other than that, I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah. That's like the, 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 that's, you remember the golden proportion? Yeah. And it's like, uh, like uh, it's kind of off. Like, you know, you can actually argue a bunch against the golden proportion. Okay. This is like the, the new golden proportion. Pay your bill. Show up on time. Be cool. Yeah. That's it. It's all it's all I need. Like that's like that's like my patient's bill of rights or whatever. That works. All I want on it. The other all question I, I got is who the hell uses the word convivial? That seems like a British word, doesn't it? It's, it seems British, but they use the word napkin. So then I said, no, they're not British. What would be another word for napkin? Serviette. Because a napkin is a female product in in England. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, if I ever, I'm just thinking of like a funny gag, like a skit or something like that, where like you hire a, a a British dental assistant Uh and you ask them to put on the patient napkin and like you come in and it's just like a tampon. (laughs) On the like little like roach clips, you know, yeah. around their neck. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Like, well, you said to put on a napkin. I thought it sounded weird, so uh, but I did it anyway. So I'll put a, a napkin on the patient's neck. Yeah, that's a bad look. Um, and a glass of water, but they definitely get a little bit of gratitude. Um, convivial scene, let's see, let me find uh, some etymology of the word convivial. Um, there is a restaurant called Convivial that's a French bistro in the heart of Shaw, which I guess is a neighborhood in Washington, D.C. Okay. So, uh, if you're in the D.C. area, check out Convivial. Four and a half stars on Google, 845 reviews. It is $3 signs, French restaurant. It's near, um, is that Logan Circle? It's near Logan Circle. Okay. Um, not far from Mount Vernon Square. Gotcha. Um, it's kind of over. It's near near Chinatown, so it's kind of over by where the uh, the basketball arena is. By Fort's, uh, it's, uh, six blocks north of Ford's Theater. Okay. So then next time I'm in DC, I may check out Convivial. All right. Um, that makes me think it's if it's a if Convivial is a French restaurant, that makes me think that Convivial is a French word. Well, I didn't use it when I was in France, so... Uh, convivial? Um, r- relating to, occupied with, or fond of feasting, drinking, and good company. Huh. Synonyms. Boon. <laughs> Clubbable. I'm gonna... <laughs> Clubbable? Like a baby seal? Yes, exactly. <laughs> fucking baby seals are convivial. Do you mean clubbable? <laughs> Apparently, clubbable also means sociable. Oh, like go clubbing. I guess. <laughs> Clubby, uh, companionable, extroverted, huh. gregarious, outgoing, sociable, and social. Antonyms, antisocial, insocial, introverted, non-gregarious, reclusive, unsociable, unsocial. Convivial traces to the word convivium, a Latin word meaning banquet, and tends to suggest a mood of full-bellied joviality. <laughs> Charles Dickens aptly, I like that, full-bellied joviality. Full-bellied joviality. How was your Christmas, Lance? It was full-bellied joviality. <laughs> <laughs> Convivial, if you must. Charles Dickens aptly captures that sense in his novel David Copperfield. We had a beautiful little dinner, quite an elegant dish of fish, the kidney end of a loin, of veal, roasted, fried sausage, meat, a partridge and pudding. There was wine, and there was a strong ale. Mr. Micawber was uncommonly convivial. I never saw him in such good company. He made his face shine with the punch. God, it's starting to sound like I have Down syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so it looked as if he had been varnished all over. He got cheerfully sentimental about the town and proposed success to it. So I guess that's a, a famous use of the word convivial um, okay. coming from uh, Great Dickens. expectations or David Copperfield? Um, David Copperfield. Okay. Um, yeah, convivial. <laughs> there okay. we go. All right. Another nine minutes on one weird so, British word. <laughs> odds are this Dennis is off-putting because he used words like convivial. I like that word. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to use it, it now. Full belly well, joviality. <laughs> Full belly joviality. That's the name of our episode. <laughs> Let's check Ickle's 100 other posts. Uh, do you think this is Icky Woods? <laughs> you think this is Cincinnati Bengals running back Icky Woods? I kind of doubt it, but... That would be cool, though. Did he become a dentist? I am not aware. After every crown prep, just the Icky Does it look shuffle? <laughs> um... Let's let me. All right, let me hit this up. Hold on a second. I got. I, I can't just jump right into this. Okay. Uh, that's really long. Fuck. Nah, I don't want to get into that. Let's just say there's some weird stuff going on with this dentist sister-in-law. Oh. Not like it's just that like. Thinks that they're too close to the brother, the little brother, something like that. And so there's like some weird, um, like feelings between the two. Oh, a little tingly? No, I don't think there's that. <laughs> That's where it starts. Pornhub, and there's nobody stuck in a washer. <laughs> um, Stepmoms are clumsy. They, what? It's a fucking <laughs> epidemic, Lance. <laughs> Um. Oh, this you can answer this. What has worked best for nasolabial folds? Open to in-office procedures. Basically, I'm down to do anything to help them. My main issue is to spend my resources on the most effective treatment. Already in use, 0.05% tretinoin plus sunscreen twice a day and UV face mask. Have a low sugar diet. Try to sleep on back. 16 to 8 intermittent fast. So far, I've looked into RF microneedling threads and Voluma as adjuncts. So I'm thinking some kind of injectable here, right? Yeah, the Voluma. Nasal labial fold. Yeah, the, the injectable. The Voluma is the injectable part. So the, filler or Botox? I mean, that's that's obviously filler, right? Yeah, fill, it's filler, or you can throw in some PDA PDF threads, those threads, PDOs. But for the most part, bang for buck, you're doing um, Juvederm. Is that like? Um, Oh fuck! This is wild. Okay, there's the the thread has been deleted, so I only have the topic. Oh, this is from subreddit Vindicta. Vindicta is a women only community, 100% dedicated to improving beauty and attractiveness and allure. We weaponize beauty and make it work for us. Come for honest discussion, science tips and tricks to help you acquire your desired look. This is a thepinkpill.co community. I don't know, whatever they that weaponized. Means. They weaponized, what is it, weaponized? Their beauty? We weaponized beauty. Um, okay. Female friends don't want pictures with me, but then the rest of it was removed. Fuck, I'd like to, I would like to have read that. Yeah. Damn. It's got to be archived someplace. Damn. Man, women are fucking mean to each other. Oh, they really are. I have three daughters. Fucking brutal, man. Yeah. Fucking brutal. Um, I think that's going to do it, Lance. We're 58 minutes in. We didn't do shit tonight. <laughs> oh, well. Um, it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I, I just had some love actually thoughts, man. Yeah, you did. I had to get them all. I didn't even out my chest. Um... I don't have a good outline tonight. <laughs> you can tell by the show. Lance, um, do you have any friends who love the movie Love Actually? I doubt it. If so, tell them about the show. That's how we grow the show. One new Love Actually head at a time. Love Actually fan. Love Actually hive. There needs to be like a good name for the fan. You know, like there's like the Bay Hive, right? Like right. For, like people are super into Beyonce. It needs to be like a, a or name. Or Fanalo. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We need something like that for love, actually. Um, what's your favorite number? Big fan of five. Huge fan of five. Well, greatest scenes is is uh, I, I I hate to get back to this, but we I the the scene where where uh, Hugh Grant's dancing is fucking unbelievable. It's so, and you know exactly like what's going to happen that mm-hmm. someone's going to be there. Um, and it's still funny every time. Every uh, time he he like whole whole hog sells it. Um, I mean he's he's moving his hips around like he's banging a transgendered prostitute on the streets of L.A. Just he's full into it. Fall into it. Great scene. Great scene. I'd, I'd give that scene five stars. Okay. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify for flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Uh, Hit us up on all the social bullshits. Facebook, Working Interferences with Jackson Lance. Funny show for Dennis and Dental Team members. Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. Lance, we found on Instagram, at DR Timmerman, DMD. I can be found at LoveActuallyFan74. <laughs> Um, actually, no, add Josh Waston DDS, mash that follow button. Um, Lance, it is your turn for a song. Are you going Christmas music? I sort of am. Bowling for Soup, Wichita Falls, favorite <laughs> I'm sons. I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like Bing Crosby. <laughs> Fuck no. Or <laughs> Bowling for Soup has their own Merry Flip and Christmas album, volumes one and two. <laughs> Oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> so they did a, a song. It really, the corner store on Christmas is really their version of the Twelve Days of Christmas. Okay, so we're going with that. The corner store on Christmas. Uh huh. Um, have you ever had to do like a like a corner store run on Christmas? Yeah, to go get batteries or something. Yeah, something like yeah. that. It's always yeah. sad. It's yeah. always sad because you just feel terrible for the person that's wearing there. Uh huh. Uh, does this highlight any of that sort of feeling or no? Nah. No. Just the shit that's like there to buy or what? Yeah, it's just a just a shit to, you know. Yeah, you'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it's, it. It's a fun little song. Is this is bowling for soup? Is that Stacy's mom? No, that's Fountain of Wayne, Fountains of Wayne, but they okay. did cover it because they kept getting accused of being the original artist. So they just produced their own and said, okay, here it that's is. That's like some Mandela effect shit, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Like where, I, I, there's something about like where everyone imagined that, that Nelson Mandela had a funeral, uh-huh. but it actually never happened. It, right. It, it, he was still alive at the time. There's like this with the, the I remember it being the Berenstein Bears, Bears but it's actually the Berenstein Bears, but uh-huh. everyone thinks it's the Berenstein Bears. That's the Mandela effect. Right. This feels like a Mandela effect to me. Okay. All right. Um, well, Lance, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. I hope you have a, a, a great time, and I hope you have a lot of uh, full-bellied joviality. <laughs> with Odds your are good. Odds are good. And you too. And, and keep the chocolate away from the dog. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> For Lance Timmerman, this is Josh Austin. Peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags. I spent a dollar on some gum at the corner store on Christmas. I hit the corner store on Christmas Day And as my friend Gary Wiseman used to always say If it's convenient you want, then you're gonna have to pay Two dollars on some lottery tickets And a dollar on some gum at the corner store on Christmas I hit the corner store on Christmas Day And as my friend Gary Wiseman used to always say If it's convenient you want, then you're gonna have to pay Bomb for my lips Two dollars on some lottery tickets And a dollar on some gum At the corner store on Christmas I hit the corner store on Christmas Day And as my friend Gary Wiseman used to always say If it's convenient you want Then you're gonna have to pay Four dollars on a sandwich for the ride home Three dollars on some bomb for my lips Two dollars on some lottery tickets And a dollar on some at the corner store on Christmas I hit the corner store on Christmas Day and as my friend Gary Wiseman used to always say It's convenient you 
super cheap beer. $11 on candy for the stockings. $10 on pretty flowers for mom. $9 on a quarter tank of gas. $8 on cookies for St. Nick. $7 on Christmas paper plate. $6 on frosting for the Christmas cake. $5 on shaving cream and a cone. $4 on a sandwich for the ride home. $3 on some balm for my lips. $2 on some lottery tickets and a dollar on some gum at the corner store on Christmas. Oh man, we forgot the batteries!